bing, bada boom. And welcome. Thank you all for your patience as we get this thing going on a Tuesday night. Welcome to Cameos. My name is O'Shaughnessy. Uh, I am with you tonight with Jess Ramblin and Foo Money. Welcome back, Foo. Um, taking the place, taking the place of Samson, uh, who is unfortunately unable to join us this evening. It seems like maybe Foo and Samson have some beef. Uh, they can't be in the same room together. I'm just speculating. That's true. It's true. Okay, it confirmed. You heard it. It's Vin mm-hmm. Diesel and the Rock. Wait, who's who? Yes, who's who? Yeah. <laughs> Both Clearly, are pretty Sam is the Rock. Both are pretty flattering. I would be okay with being either of them. Which one destroyed uh, the DC universe? Sam, because he kept playing Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming in hot. Um, Samsung, you, you better jump in the comments at some point. Thank you uh, for joining us, even if you only just showed up for Samsung. Uh, we appreciate you being here anyway, so feel free to hang out. We're going to talk about some different things tonight. Um, there are some very interesting happenings going on on the internet uh, with Reddit, our, one of our primary sources of news, and um, the, the world of video games right now is just popping off, um, both in, in recent mm-hmm. releases and upcoming releases. So uh, before we dig into all that, uh, Fu, it is so good to have you back. Please kick us off with the news. You don't want me to do the Samsung thing? I listened to the last two podcasts. I know he went off script. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear me now. He can, he can uh, defend himself when he comes back. Yeah, anyway. I was about to say, he can't defend himself right now, but please lay into him. Easy, easy pickings. So uh, let's start off with the Flash review thread. So the media embargo on the Flash, uh, the upcoming movie, I think as of tomorrow, will be out tomorrow night uh, in uh, U.S. domestic theaters. Uh, very exciting to see. Uh, that there is still buzz about this movie, but the, the, so after all of after all of the social media buzz and all of the guerrilla marketing that Warner Brothers has put into this to push it forward, it looks like most of the reviewers can't get past Ezra Miller's antics in Hawaii. Nice. It's not something they can just dismiss, and it kind Despite... of weighs heavy throughout the movie. Okay. And they called it. It was. Pretty all right. <laughs> so not not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Pretty like, all right. Like we're not getting pictures of Kevin Smith crying, you know, like uh, like right. we used to back in the day. So no, it's uh, no it's wait. What bad. did Kevin Smith cry for? When he saw the Millennium Falcon for Episode Seven, I would be crying really? too if I knew what Episode Eight and Nine. I was, was about to say, <laughs> for what reason was he crying? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So any thoughts on the flash, you guys? I mean, you've seen everything kind of putting out there, so I kind of had a feeling it would turn out this way. Like, you know, very basic blockbuster film, passable. By DCEU standards, this is a masterpiece, but by all others, <laughs> like it's just a good film, which is great. This, it just happens to have a problematic uh, This lead. phase post like Justice League, um, which is like was their endgame. Which is just mm-hmm. a really funny comparison. <laughs> it's the actual endgame. It's a hilarious, yeah, the real endgame. This f- phase for the DCEU has felt like an improvement from like mm-hmm. really like your mother's name was Martha, and that is the epitome of like what the first phase was to like, okay, these are just basically like safe 
movies where they're going to hire The Rock and they know that they're going to get a shit ton of people to go out and see it and probably make money. Critical acclaim be damned. Um, I would bet that The Flash makes a little bit of money. I, I think I think that's just kind of what they're going for right now is just just all right. And I think given everything going on with Ezra, uh, their, their situation, uh, just all right is probably like everybody in the boardroom like all they're all like thank christ like you know we invested so much money we can't scrap another one of these movies so no protesters outside of warner brother headquarters yet uh funny that that happened for the south park movie but not this one what a shame anyway uh, on to the next yep uh so we've got a bunch of trailers that came out i'll just walk through them and you all chime in if there's anything that you know really struck a chord with you. Uh, the Justice League War World trailer, this is in their most recent phase of animated uh, movies. So for those who don't know, we had the Timverse back in the 2000s, and then we moved on to about 10 years of what is known as the DCAU, DC Animated Universe, um, ah. that comprised of films such as uh, Flashpoint. Uh, it started it off, and then you got Justice League Dark, uh, some other stuff in there. It, it's uh, the Constantine movie. I mean, those 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 series of films really stepped the game up. I think that it was a monument to the animated team's hard work, good scripts. They were fun. They were exciting. You know, at one point, um, the word on the street was animated for DC and in live action for Marvel. Yes, um, that is the mm-hmm. MO that I, I have always known. Hey, uh, to Greek, if you're still in the chat, was the Constantine movie what we watched over at your place that one time? Or was there, Fu, was there like a show, an animated show for Constantine? There were two animated movies that focused around Constantine. Okay, they one, were good. The one, yeah, whatever one we watched. Justice League was Dark, and another one was uh, Constantine, King of Hell or something. I don't know what it was. Something. They both involve Batman, so they're great. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this is in part of their new iteration. I haven't really given too much time to it since you know I'm older now, but I, I heard it's all right. I wasn't that impressed, honestly. You know, it just feels like they're kind of phoning it in. Um, we'll see. Maybe they'll pick the pick up steam as they move forward. Flashpoint was just such a great start to the DCAU that everything that came after had rose-tinted glasses on it. So that's my piece. I don't know if you all mm. have anything else in there, but um, we can keep going if not. Yeah, nothing right. from me. I, I watched, yes. I, I've just always been under the impression that the DC, the one thing that they have gotten more right than wrong has been the animated stuff. Some of those like Batman, Superman, um, what was it, Hush. Um, they're just solid. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, dude, those, comp, those shows that came out back when we were in high school, Batman Beyond, like um justice, justice league League. yeah mm-hmm. yeah the, obviously the batman 90s cartoon um justice league unlimited is like my 90s x-men like it's yeah. the basis yeah. of how i view that franchise those it's, stories it, you know it's so fantastic that it made everyone shocked that when ryan reynolds picked up green lantern that, wait he's not black <laughs> <Nope>. it was <laughs> a weird awesome. It, they John had solidified that. John Stewart became like a definitive Green Lantern. He was like, the only so Green Lantern representations that I knew. Were, Yeah, so many representations within Justice League Unlimited were what solidified everyone's vision of those characters. So it's like when we didn't get that in live action, it made everyone question. It's like, okay, you had the perfect blueprint. I'm not saying it has to be a perfect one-for-one replica, but you guys had all the storytelling. You had all the perfect character depictions. What happened in transition from 
animation to live action. There was a weird thing in the early 2000s where they wanted to tell a different story, and that was like more important, uh, which is a good thing. But sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I don't know. You looked at it in like juxtaposition to what's going on right now, where everything is trying to be a cinematic universe, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, they could tell a Hal Jordan story, I guess, if they want, uh, because you know we've seen um, what's his name for so long. Um, at that point, I don't know. I loved the Green Lantern, uh, the the character that they had in the show, because he was, in my mind, that was Green Lantern. Yeah, agreed. I think it would have been great to have, like, I understand why they wanted to start with Hal, because in a way, Hal's rise and descent gives more strength to John Stewart's story. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have read the comics, but Hal Jordan eventually gets corrupted by this parallax, which is like the living embodiment of fear, and that's when John rises up, to take down Hal. And it's a very emotional kind of story because he sees Hal as a friend. But Hal mm-hmm. is so corrupted and possessed that like John has to do his duty as both a soldier and Green Lantern and step up and take down Hal as well as become like the sort of co-leader of the Green Lantern Corps. And it's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they were going with that trajectory, I think it would have been a fantastic setup for John. But unfortunately, they never got that no. CGI suit. John, John's setup as a Marine originally really adds not only yeah. complexity to the story, uh, both positively and negatively, right? It, in the sense that he has to challenge himself to overcome how he's, you know, kind of wired his brain sometimes. And mm-hmm. at the same time, all those skills he picked up become so pivotal in being, like you said, being that soldier, moving things forward, right? I think that that's, that's definitely something important to, yeah. to bring to you. Too. Solid yeah. show. Here, here. Absolutely. So uh, other trailers include Ahsoka for Star Wars. There's a new trailer out for that. Um, I don't like this trend of naming trailers with like a name. Like this is the begin trailer. Screw I that. Just hate out that. Trailer one, trailer two. I fucking so hate it. I hate it. I'm so glad you said that because I thought that I was the only person that that really rubbed the wrong no. way. But it is the no. biggest pet peeve of mine when they're like, the the whatever trailer starts now, and I'm like, you just wasted ten seconds of my life of con. I just 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 show me like a slow fade in from black, and I would have preferred that over that. Like, you know how they do that. It's so they can put it before, um, like at the beginning of YouTube videos and like TikToks and everything. So they give you that 10 seconds where it's like, okay, this is going to happen. You can get out of it or interested enough to watch it. Like we're not the audience for this, but I want no one to be the audience for this. So that's my (laughs) campaign. You heard it here first. It's, Um, I'm glad that there's an explanation. I'll, I'll store that away, but I, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Yeah. I blame 15 minute average, 15 second advertisements before you're right. YouTube videos. You're, you're totally right. Yeah, this, uh, anyway. Um, Expendables 4 is coming out. 50 Cent and Megan Thee Stallion, I think. <laughs> it says Megan on here. I'm not going to click this link. I'm assuming it's Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Unless it's Megan <laughs> Trainer. I don't know. You never know. Um, I would watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's an Expendables movie. I don't have to tell you what that is. If you don't know what you're walking into, that's on you, right? Like, you know what this movie's gonna be. It's gonna be like a bunch of like action cameos. Oh yeah, remember the '80s action movies? Like, we are not the marketed demographic for this. You know what the demographic is? Like, you have people that are like in their retiree age. It's like, yeah, I remember that. And like, they're playing it on the background while they're falling asleep. Yeah, this but is they're the perfect movie for that. Yeah, <laughs> but then them having Fifty Cent in there does not really jive with that because. 
those like if you watched old school 80s action movies you probably have no idea who 50 cent is 50 cent was in the club in 2003 that was 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still the there before. i mean okay so maybe their targeted demographic is like what are we millennials so gen xers maybe they're going for the gen xers now yeah they're gonna they're gonna like the next expendables they're gonna gradually wean in more millennial cameos right it's gonna be like nelly ashanti (laughs) uh, (laughs) all recognizable faces from the vin diesel i'm thinking vin diesel is gonna be in expendables six yeah (laughs) he's gonna merge it with the fast franchise yep um so Jay Johnston, who voiced Jimmy Pesto and Bob's Burgers, uh, uh, arrested by the DOJ for his involvement in the January 6 riots. So wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know we were going to have got, celebrity he got fired sightings from Bob's a while ago. Oh, yeah. was it for some controversial shit he was saying on Twitter? No, for 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 this. <laughs> oh, he, so they knew. Funny. Yeah, so he'd been under investigation. Yikes. What, and then, uh, like without like actual action, and then now it's translated to action. I am a casual. I, I love Bob's Burgers. Every episode that I've watched has been hilarious, but I admittedly am pretty casual with it. What role did he play with it? He was a producer, director. So it's Bob's voice rival, actor. Jimmy Pesto. Okay. He I owns the to. Italian restaurant across the street. I'd have to watch an episode. His, it's his been children years. play a role in, uh, you know, the other kids' lives. So gotcha. Pretty important character. So. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I wonder if we're going to get any other celebrity cameos from the the insurgency event. Be fun. Yeah. Be a fun little exploration. Are they going to do a flash version of themselves with a bunch of fat, you know, out of uh, out of work people just doing stuff? But anyway, <laughs> um, so Andy Muschietti is confirmed to be the top choice for Batman: Brave and the Bold. Andy is the director of the Flash. So we'll see how that goes. If the Flash does really well, uh, then or at least is a decent, di- decently directed film, I can see Gunn wanting to keep Andy around for the DCU. Uh, makes sense, right? Uh, just because Flash is stupid doesn't mean that Andy did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. What I could see in the trailers, um, everything I saw in that involved, I think that was the first time I ever saw a book looking. Because it's like, with all the other iterations of them, there's like the bail, kind of like haymakers and spun around, wasn't really acrobatic. And then you had the Pattinson one, which is better, just more stealth oriented. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, Batman is just like, he was trained by assassins. He does all these kind of crazy shit that like kind of transcends his peak human capabilities where he's just... Mm-hmm. They say he's a human, but then he does this kind of like, you know, falling from crazy heights, like jumping out of planes and all that stuff. And from what I saw in the trailer where he's like doing a lot of that same thing, this director kind of, I feel like he gets comic book Batman. So it's like, yes, he's a human who is extraordinarily strong. He's brilliant. But I miss that sort of element where he's like kind of just, you can suspend disbelief a little bit and have him like doing things kind of put them on par with like the other members of the Justice Bat, League. Batfleck was very much like they leaned into uh, him being a human, where I feel like the only reason they put him toe to toe with Batman was because they put him in like tank armor surrounded with kryptonite. You know what I mean? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. like in Batman versus Superman, he had no physical stuff at all. I feel like he spent like 30% of that movie in the Batmobile or walking around. 
uh, with his hands in his pockets trying to recruit Aquaman. Like, and this is Jennifer Garner Batman. This isn't J Lo Batman. You got to be careful. You know, they're different people. <laughs> but um, I'm, now I'm trying to think back to uh, just really quick while we're on that subject. Christopher Nolan Batman. Like, what was Christian Bale like? Was he? Uh, he was yelling at people on set because they had the lighting weird. Weird. <laughs> No, his, his Batman was very. I mean, in terms of combat, he was rather basic. Yeah, like you I know, think you're right. Just, yeah, he just threw a bunch of haymakers, flared his elbows and he was around, just but fighting he, thugs. He didn't really have to fight anybody. And I mean, it, it probably doesn't help that that movie was totally grounded. It was a very grounded in reality Batman. Exactly. His focused a lot more on tech and stuff like that. When it comes to combat, I think the best one we've seen thus far is Ben Affleck Batman, but. In terms of like the comic book essence of Batman, I think Machete would really do really well capturing that. Mm. We'll see. It'd be funny if they do a uh, a Jack Nicholson cameo, but it's not Batman; it's his character from The Departed, and <laughs> the Flash keeps getting confused. Anyway, I'll move on. Um, Sh- Shamik Moore uh, said he wanted to play live action Miles Morales. For those who don't know, how old is he? He's 30 like something 30 something yeah, yeah. Like 27 maybe yeah so, he's only 27 uh, he's, i thought he was 30 i think so yeah he said that, oh, i want to do it and then they said nah you too old so he said i didn't realize <laughs> y'all were haters like this which is true twitter are haters but you know i get it right you want a younger character that can carry the franchise moving forward you don't want an older miles in the same but, way yeah that that like we were talking about john stewart being Andrew garfield the- the Green Lantern that we all know. It's like the the Miles Morales that we all kind of know, I feel like, is very young. I'm sure, yeah. I don't know all of Miles Morales' comic book runs. I'm sure there's somewhere he's an older developed one, but like every Miles Morales in popular media right now, my hair just got messed up. Um, every popular media Batman or uh, Miles Morales is like very, very young. That's true. There's some yeah. Elseworlds versions of him where he's like an adult, but for the most part, he always between the ages of like 13 and 18. I'd so love like to see gonna... him yeah, come in through Secret Wars. That'd be great. But that would be okay. younger, cool. younger old Miles, old, like him, just playing live action himself. Yeah. Ooh, maybe he could. Oh, well, I don't want to spoil anything from the movie, but yeah. <laughs> did you end up seeing the movie, Foo? I did see the movie. It was fantastic. Nice. For those who haven't seen the movie on the cast, go watch it. Yeah, if you're in the Ooh. chat and you have not seen uh, the the Spider Verse two. Uh, with a cup of Hennessy eating crab cakes, you are missing out. I if you know, you know. Well, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, a lot of Superman news. So Superman Legacy has been dominating the news space. I think castings always get excited, and people are kind of sick of Fantastic Four rumors. So, um, <laughs> which apparently, by the way, they're not in locked. So they're not locked in. And a lot of the slate for Marvel has been moving out. So, and we'll talk about that later, but with the changes, and this is a little bit of a tangent from our news stories, but with the changes happening to the slate, these actors are going to make commitments for movies like that are going to start filming in like five freaking years. So it's like, how can you make that kind of commitment not knowing what the next, you know, X amount of years are going to look like? Or even like you might want someone who's young enough to be able to carry it forward. Right. If you mm-hmm. hire someone now who's like 20 and you have a movie that starts in like, you know, 2032, <laughs> then, yeah, maybe that's not the right person. Right. Unless you really are trying to go for the older one or at some point, I'm assuming Marvel has to set the reboot button. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
because well, if they have one older. more actor who gets charged with sexual assault, I think yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna be like, <laughs> we'll hey, somehow Thanos survived uh, and he snapped, and <laughs> and this time it's real. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna mention the names of any of these people for Superman Legacy. Go look it up. Deadline has uh, yeah, articles yeah, yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Only thing I'll mention is is Rachel Brosana, Brosnan. She's from uh, Miss Maisel. On if you guys haven't watched that show, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a House of Cards too, so definitely uh, my lead pick for Lois Lane. Um, but a lot but, riding on uh, this James Gunn. Lot riding. Nicholas Holt is in the running, which I think yeah. is ridiculous. Right? No, I cannot be that man. As that's a man. weird casting. If he had never played a comic book character before, maybe. But he, I can't unsee him as Beast. He's done like seven movies as Beast. It's yeah. stupid. I feel like he'd be a better Jimmy Olsen than Superman. I think he'd be a good Lex Luthor, honestly. Really? Yeah. I think I think I mean the bar is pretty low right now after Eisenberg or whatever his name is. Or reminding. <laughs> so he has to compete with Gene Hackman. That's that's the bar, really. Um um, so Nicholas Holt is in this show that um my wife just introduced me to that came out a while ago called The Great. And oh, it's about, oh my God, I was not expecting it to be so funny. So it's like a um, comedy drama about um, Catherine the Great and Nicholas Holt plays Peter the Third of Russia. But he is like, it is so fucking funny. He is so hilarious in it. It's just totally off the wall. Like they take like historical events loosely and then just wrap it into comedy basically, but it's way funnier than I thought it would be for being like a timepiece comedy. Um, and I, yeah, I, he plays an amazing character in that, but Superman, uh, yeah, he is not. In my yeah, that's opinion. a hard one for me. Like it's not, uh, he has the acting capabilities. It's just, I can't see him as that character. Maybe he right. can play Superman from flashpoint where it's like, he's like skinny and sad. And like, <laughs> like, oh, super bad. Hasn't felt the sun in like 30 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We're, we're hating here, y'all. So just, you know, bear All with right. us. That it's deserved. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a Twisted Metal uh, movie series coming out. Mm-hmm. So for those Anthony who remember Mackie. Twisted Metal from the 90s, Anthony Mackie, your uh, Captain America, uh, is uh, the titular character uh, alongside. Uh, Samoa Joe, my favorite wrestler, who's playing uh, Sweet Tooth is the name of the character. Yeah. Um, but it's voiced by Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. And, and Joe is like menacing. And Joe can act. It's not like he can't. So I don't know why they put the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup guy voice <laughs> over, you know, Sweet Tooth singing the thong song. I feel like it's just a yeah. my face. Give me Sweet that, Tooth who's going to, like, murder people. You know, like, that's yeah, more along the side. That, that took me out of it completely. Because I remember um, my favorite Twisted Metal is Twisted Metal Black. Yeah. And I would have loved it's for them to do a version of that. But, yeah, they're clearly going for a more lighthearted tone. Metal 2 I, I think the question was always going to be, like, how do you make a Twisted Metal TV show? Because it's just, like, there was no... The story was not... None. Really it just ever. drives. Yeah, it was never there. It was just about driving cars into each other and blowing shit up. And you always um, pick Axel, right? Because Axel's the best. 
Yeah, if they, if they went with Twisted Metal Black, like with like HBO quality in terms of just like set design and makeup and story, that would have been a. And there's a lot of story there because you can go into the Blackburn Asylum or something. Like that. Mm. You yeah, you know way more of Twisted Metal lore than I do. I yeah, I feel yeah, like okay. whatever cutscenes there may have been, I was like next. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was those that those cutscenes traumatized the shit out of. Me. Like Dollface and the Preacher. Right. Like, it was wild. it was messed up. Yeah, Mr. Grimm ate his comrades in battle because he got stranded in a desert hole and some sort of like, he was a POW or something like that. It was crazy. So it's like every one of these characters have stories that could be told, but why not go with that instead of this like more comedic approach? No, that's not what apparently marketed well, I would assume. So they probably had like testing groups and they're like, oh, well, you know, we want to see something that's funny. Marvel is funny, right? Let's just do that. <laughs> How do we make a Twisted Metal cinematic universe? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Pay people to go watch With the movie. 70s music in the trailers. Yeah. I, are we going uh, to play I'm Just a Girl for Captain Marvel again? You know, the strongest <laughs> Avenger. I have a feeling that a lot of <laughs> these marketing like... people these days are just going for what they know will get attention like off of the off the clips that they put out like the thong song obviously uh that made headlines to me i saw the headlines before i even watched the thing mm -hmm. um because of that it was like oh here's anthony mackie and this uh uh clown face dude singing the thong song and it was just like that garners a click you know what i mean like people are yeah, going to be yeah. curious about those words in that order uh generate buzz and clicks so yeah i feel like anyway. they're just going for they're using the ip and just trying to make a little bit of money uh off of the yeah disappointing they could have done so we'll much see more. we'll see anthony mackie is a pretty talented dude uh i don't think he's the best actor i don't think he's the worst actor so we'll see it's charismatic we'll see we'll see how it pans out i liked him in that movie where he was like a robot um soldier along with uh, the guy from snowfall they did a good job was entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, Gotham Knights has been canceled at the CW for Gotham Knights fans out there, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe there are none in the chat right now. Um, <laughs> I think we got one or two uh, Gotham Knights people in the chat. Oh, really? All right. The only one or two. I love being proven wrong. I, I think that's good that there's a place for everybody out there. Um, <laughs> I can be a little bit more sarcastic when I'm on when I'm off camera, y'all. So uh, the Superman and Lois has been renewed. So that's exciting. Uh, that's you know, so that show had a lot of great positive feedback. So I'm glad it's getting the attention it deserves. Probably Elseworlds. I don't see it being a part of anything else. Uh, mm -hmm. um, James Gunn recently did an interview. He mentioned as a highlight of it that uh, Blue Beetle will be in the DCU. This iteration of Blue Beetle from this movie. But this is not a DCU movie. So he confirmed that Superman Legacy will be the first DCU movie, but Creature Commandos will precede that um, as the first any iteration. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. I, I, I get it. So okay. this is within the same like saga as The Flash and like I guess I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so essentially the, the character will carry over okay. and some elements of his story will be integrated in DCU's canon okay so James Gunn so, is going to pick what he wants to carry over the actor has a contract that's going to carry over 
Dunn's going to exactly. be like, these are my action figures. I don't want to share them with anybody else. I this. this action figure does not belong here. Be less interested it. in that movie. I just don't know. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't know the character. The, I like the, Blue Beetle, but they're, if they're not doing Reach, I'm out. Like, like I don't know fun. his backstory, so yeah, for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, he's a really cool character. It's just a matter of like, I I think what's tanking a lot of these more recent DCU films is the fact that like, it everyone knows it's coming to an end. So it's like it's hard for them to care when they know that there's this big reboot coming that's just gonna wipe away a lot of what right. they're watching. Screen. And so doing a Black Adam movie without Shazam. Ah, topical yeah and i feel like that's also the reason they bumped they dumped so much marketing into um the flash because of probably that exact sentiment of like why are people going to come see this movie because like the least popular character from the last series of movies we did is going to have his own standalone movie now uh and everybody knows that it's about to be irrelevant like this movie is literally mm-hmm. about making things irrelevant. At least we thought. Yeah. So we'll yeah, see. If that movie has any legs. It's going to be because of overseas market. I don't see domestic really turning out for it. But once it hits, like if it get, if it get, that'll balloon its box office a bit more. Otherwise, nah. Assuming yeah. that there's interest. Sometimes you know, let's uh, look at Mulan for instance. Disney thought this would be a slam dunk in China. Did not do well. <laughs> so, you know. Disney's racist yeah. AF. Mm-hmm. What the hell, Disney? Oh, oh Warner Brothers too. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's that. Um, so, that's it really for news. Unless you want to talk about uh, Disney or Reddit as part of the news. Otherwise, we can. Nah, let's, um, let's talk about... Um, We'll do the we'll do the the fun news uh, first, I think, um, just because I don't want to spend all day bitching about Reddit because we've already done that offline enough. But um, Summer Games Fest and yeah. the PlayStation Showcase, which I think we briefly talked about last time, and mm-hmm. um, the Xbox uh, Showcase and everything else, all the other trailers dropping right now is been a huge development this time every year we get a ton of video game news um and if you can't keep up with all of the desperate uh youtube live streams you are not alone i have been missing out on many because this is the first year um that e3 is officially just not happening and not because of covid um previously the in-person live event for like all of the video games industry took place in a giant convention center in Las Vegas brought together Xbox PlayStation uh back in the day Nintendo came in Ubisoft EA and they all set up these giant booths and that's where you got Keanu Reeves coming up on stage saying you're beautiful you're beautiful and teasing cyberpunk that's all done so now it's gone Keanu, Keanu, why'd you do it? Um, So now you get all these disparate showcases, all virtual, which is kind of better, um, at least for the developers and publishers, because they don't have to set up these crazy expensive booths and worry about all that. And it's not like you, me, or um, Samsung were ever going to go to these things. They were just meant primarily for um, the real media. Cameos, we, we haven't made it there yet. Tell your friends about cameos and we get more subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Send us to E3 when it relaunches. Um, but 
So all of these uh, different showcases have been going on the past week, and we have been getting tons of drops. What are you What are you guys most excited for? Because I think since we talked last time, we have gotten a ton more. I think last time we talked was in the middle of the PlayStation Showcase, because um, I think some stuff came out after that. Rebirth. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, easily. Um, so 16, the, the, is, well, we're talking about final fantasy. The demo for that just dropped yesterday. For those of you who do not know, um, you can get that free on PS five. I think it's PS five exclusive. Um, if you're not the biggest JRPG fan, I would still say, um, it's 20 gigs. Uh, your progress carries over if you have any interest in playing it even if you're not a traditional jrpg fan i know some of you in the chat are not have never played a final fantasy game it's pretty awesome um i think the story is actually going to be very compelling this is done from one of the same dudes who did uh the final fantasy 14 game uh Mm -hmm. i can't remember his name and yeah, for better or for worse, it's an MMORPG. So, like, uh, there's no way you're keeping up with that whole goddamn story. But it is acclaimed as, like, one of the best MMOs, if not the best. Um, so they got him over to help out with this game. And it it really shows that there's been a lot of attention and detail put into it. Traditionally, these JRPG games, pretty corny VAs, pretty lackluster, um, like, stories that are just kind of, like, Oh, somebody has a vision or they hear a voice from like a sage uh, that only they can hear. And that's sort of what drives the story. This is very much like grounded in like there's these houses that are warring. Um, There is, of course, like magic and shit like that. But it's like explained and they just sort of it seems like they're going to draw the line with like the rules of the magic. It's not just going to be like the souls of the crystals, like made it be, you know what I mean? Like any final fantasy game that you start up the first 10 minutes there. And this game actually is funny. They do talk about crystals. Every final fantasy game talk about crystals, mm-hmm. but in the, complicated than Kingdom Hearts. yeah, it's, Oh my God, it's going to be less complicated than Kingdom Hearts. This game seems like it has a clear vision of a story that it wants to tell. And it, the the three hours or so that I've played of the, the demo so far um, definitely seem to be like on a linear, like, okay, you can understand this. You're not going to be like trying to comprehend some vision sage crystal shit from, I think, you know what I mean? I- from I haven't played the demo yet, but I've seen a bunch of the trailers, and from what I can gather, so it's like if there's still the elements of like magic summons mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, but it's when you really boil it down, it's like the summons are super weapons, like weapons of mass right. destruction, and the crystals are resources, and you right. have all these different right. houses threatening to use their super weapons to gather resources and take yep. resources from other nations. It's it's kaiju. It's like Final Fan. It's basically Game of Thrones meets Pacific Rim is the best way I can describe the story so far. And yes, crystals are the basically source of energy for these uh, big monsters. Yeah, and to answer uh, Enjoy Slurms' question in the chat, it's, I don't believe it's turn-based because it's designed by the same combat designer who made uh, Devil May Cry 5. So it's very much action-oriented. Good call out. Yeah, it's it's action-oriented with more (laughs) RPG elements like statistics and everything. Expect more Final Fantasy VII remake than, you know, 
Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but for yeah. those people who haven't even played a Final Fantasy game, Devil May Cry 5, I think, is a great call-out. Uh, the combat is quick, it's fast, um, you run around, you swing your sword. It's an action Easy. RPG. There's only you a J. A yeah, there's only a J in front of it because it's from Japan. Like, that's yeah. that's pretty much, it is not turn-based, no. It is, uh, what's it called? Easy to pick up, hard to master. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I will say I mean, uh, the demo seems to be uh, indicating that they are going to make it very accessible for people that just want to press an easy button. I see uh, we got Samson in the chat for some reason, enough time to hang out in the chat, not to come in here and talk to us. But thank um, you for saying that about Samson and not about me when I was not there. There is <laughs> um, there is an easy button. You can basically equip these items uh, in your like accessory slots that are like press a button to do complex combos or um when you equip this your like um dodge windows are much larger and shit like that and i was like okay well this seems kind of like hacky like everybody's just gonna mm -hmm. want this on so i put them all on and i was just like i'm just gonna hit the easy button but then as i was playing through it the combat is so tight that i was like i took them all off because like i wanted to experience the combat that's how good it was. And this is coming from somebody who did not really enjoy 15s because I thought it was too easy. Like 15 was basically like mash square. Uh, and Kingdom then, Hearts. yeah, yeah. Although actually, even- I won't, I won't bash that because Kingdom Hearts, if you want it to be- can you, can you, Kingdom Hearts 3 actually had a little bit of depth and complexity. I would say Kingdom Hearts 3 had a, a better gameplay like action than, than Final Fantasy 15 did. And I think this is better than- Kingdom Hearts, uh, Final Fantasy 16. And the fact that Ramblin just said... I said it. That's would, would you say it's better than Final Fantasy 7 Remake? Because I, I thought that was like the perfected... Like, I feel like I don't. a lot of these games were building towards something. And I, I think don't. Final Fantasy 7 was perfect. I still think 7 is the best. And I'm kind of confused why they didn't just copy-paste that onto this. I think they uh, wanted to move away from the standard turnstile look. But okay. Final Fantasy VII was not turn, stand, standard turnstile at all. But it looked like it, right? Yeah, you could pause it at times and kind of like recreate that sort of right, turn-based right, nostalgia. Right. I think they're trying to woo a new demographic. And honestly, I really I hope they stick with that for, well, going back to what you guys are most excited about out of all of this, the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Oh, that's not changing. That's Setsuya Nomura. He doesn't change things. Yeah, but like, what if they change that combat? What if they switch the combat? No, they're gonna, if you see they're Nomura gonna just double quitting. down on yeah, If Nomura quits, like, you know, uh, Metal Gear mm. Solid, uh, with the greatest name style, then you know it's about to go to crap. Yeah. He, he's very much like, he, he found a great thing with Remake's combat, and I think they're just gonna keep doubling down on it and just like team up attacks and new materia and they're going to go in on it. So I'm not worried about that. But like Fu said, they're trying to like diverge. So it's like Final Fantasy 7. We're at 16 and the other entries like 17, 18 and 19. They're going to have. Right. Yeah. Is, is I scrambling cutting for you a little bit. Yeah. You, you're cutting out a little bit. Just, just scrambling. Um, yeah, I don't know why don't know. it's like in the middle of you talking. Sometimes you just sort of like drop for a hot yeah, second he's, he's about to say something controversial and then we yeah it's, he's like got a self-censor button on and he's trying not to get canceled um yeah. i think i think uh rebirth like is what it's called 10 and 9 allegedly so i think those will yeah that was some more news that came out mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, well, they'd be pretty kind of stupid, but whatever. I'll take it. I'm a junkie. I want Blitzball in 4K. Uh, give me Blitzball, I want Blitzball with like managers online. And like... Yeah, yeah. Give me a Blitzball <laughs> league wanna, manager. I wanna, do... what, what, what's, I wanna play the pro evil of uh, Blitzball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need teams. I need. I need stats. I need to hire. For, I need the whole thing. I don't want your standard Blitzball right now. I'm just so uh, who who got a chance to catch any of the Xbox slash um, Todd Howard direct? Okay. Saw Starfield, and to be honest, I wasn't that impressed. Like okay. it's 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 Fallout in space, essentially. Yep. So yes. you know, if you if you're into that, it's going to be fantastic for you. Or kind of, you know, didn't really interest me that much. So yeah, I'm kind of going to pass on that. What about you, Fu? It sounds like you didn't catch it. But were you are you a Fallout or a Skyrim kind of a fella? Um, the last time I played Skyrim was on when I owned a PC many years ago. So I got to say, I was not impressed with the first reveal they showed of Starfield uh, last year or the year before, but um, this newer one actually did get me hyped. And that I admittedly, I'm a huge fan of Skyrim and Fallout. I've put in hundreds of hours between those two games. I just love the Bethesda formula. Um, I think the most hours i've ever put into a non-mmo game were the elder scrolls 3 morrowind i i played that game like until my xbox was like just bleeding um so this does scratch a particular itch for me um i recognize that these games always overpromise and underdeliver. uh they always come out and they say they're gonna do x y and z and it's gonna be fucking phenomenal and then there ends up being some pretty hilariously like bugs and glitches that are in some some cases game breaking um what's your halo 2 button configuration are you bxr <laughs> did you hear the big controversy about starfield no yeah, apparently it's only going to be 30 frames per second on console <laughs> wait yeah. okay so i will say something that i noticed from the gameplay was that sometimes it felt particularly smooth but then at other times it did feel chuggy where it was just like 30 and not a smooth 30. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I, I thought I heard that rumor before this last direct. Is that something that came out before yeah, they or after? They, they confirmed it. Uh, I don't oh. know if it was Todd Howard himself, but yeah. So uh. on consoles, it's going to be a capped 30. They said it's a smooth 30, but it's going higher than 30. And then the PC is going to have um, up, I think, up to sixty. But we'll see up how that turns out. Up to sixty on PC. Yeah. How is it that they? Oh my god, dude! Phil Spencer must be like throttling fucking Todd Howard. Like, how could you do this to me? Like, <laughs> oh my god, thirty frames per second on a PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yes, sir. Which run That's basically like, the equivalent I of like a Final Fantasy VIII. I'll get better frame rate than that. Yeah. Jeez. And people are shit on Twitter. It's like it's supposed to be your flagship game, and you're launching it at 30 frames per second on a fucking crazy. Man, that's pretty disappointing. I mean, I'll I'll wait to see it. I'll definitely play it. Like I said, there were definitely parts of the gameplay that looked and felt pretty smooth, but then other parts of it were chugging, and I could tell that they were chugging. Um, just to go back really quick, because that does remind me about uh, Final Fantasy the 16 demo. 
that also felt like it chugged a little bit of points too. I think they target yeah. 60 on, on that, but I could definitely tell it dipped below 45 at some points. And, um, just cause I know the chat says it's for the 4k 1440p on the ass, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I know we're going to get comments about this in the chat. So I will say that, uh, Zelda tears of the kingdom runs at 30 and it doesn't <laughs> always feel good and I'm not defending it, but I'm saying that a lot of times it's an optimized 30, but I will admit when it runs bad, it doesn't feel good. And for a game running on basically a fucking what the size of a mini fridge, not a tablet, not this, you know, that something that's running on a goddamn little brick that's running so, the equivalent of a GTX 4000 series graphics card to be hitting so, 30 frames per second hurts my feelings a little bit. For perspective, yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Computing chips were used to map folding proteins like some person. Sell out! Yes, <laughs> so, uh, which is two generations and 15 years displaced, probably can do better frame rates, right? I think it's just, it's just being cheap. 60 that's, that's, on a PC that. is upsetting also. I'll just say yeah. that. That is a very outdated um, spec. There should be no frame. Race is up in arms. They, the master race is going to riot. They're going to storm Bethesda HQ. Yeah. Get the DC Capitol Police around the Bethesda HQ because damn, dude. There should be no frame rate cap on a PC. Like, just let that shit run. If somebody's got their like water cooled two GTX 4090 TIs, like, let that shit turn their house into like a goddamn, you know like spot of the sun, you know, like they, they could have done this properly. But for those of my tech friends out there, this is what happens when you have US based developers doing agile sprints. That's, that's <laughs> the result. You need the, the Japanese based development teams like the Nosaka, you know, doing like they working on parts, like working around the clock nonstop to get this there you go. Time. Yep. This is work life balance. This is what you get folks. Uh, when you balance, when you get I rid of yeah, when you get rid of the uh, last minute, um, what do they call it in the game development world? The um, a burn, not burn. What do they call it when they make them work super hard towards the end of a, a game? Burn, not burnout. Um, crunch. 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 Thank you, Hamato. I I yeah. Now I just want to play burnout. Yeah. Now when they now when, without crunch, <laughs> this is what you get. Um, yeah. Damn. I mean, okay. Everything that I was still excited about, I'm still pretty excited about. I think the ambition of the game is pretty fucking sweet. It seems like they found the right balance. The one big question that I had before all of this that sort of left me on the fence about it, not talking about the performance, 30 frames per second sucks, obviously, but whatever. Um, the procedurally generated worlds, they're, they're doing something really ambitious with like over a thousand worlds. And so everybody's like, okay, well, obviously you didn't build a thousand worlds because then the game would be a terabyte of space. You know what I mean? So how do you do that? So they procedurally generated the worlds, but within each world, they have these like static locations that they'll just drop into the, the middle of that um, that's simulation. That's not, that's an AI wallpaper. That's not new stuff. What do you mean? 
So they're, they're creating precision generated worlds, but it's not like they're going to develop new missions, new, like, you know. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. And I think that they, they, they admitted to that. I, I think procedural generation seemed like a cool thing at the time until you went and played No Man's Sky and you just saw like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> um, it's it. Yeah, you go to these weird worlds that don't really have anything going on on them, um, and see a bunch of weird, random, like penis-looking monsters because that's apparently what AI comes up with, and there's just nothing to do. So that was my big concern. I was like, okay, there's gonna be a thousand worlds, but what the fuck are you gonna do on them? Um, yeah. It seems like they have an answer for that, sort of, kind of. It's gonna be interesting to see how that pans out. But um, yeah, uh, I am still now cautiously excited about it i'm gonna have to see what 30 frames per second feels like it's it's one of those things where we played 30 frames per second throughout the whole last generation of consoles and it it was fine you know because you didn't really have something to compare it to so how much will it affect my enjoyment it's hard to say in those games it's very much about being immersed so it's it's difficult to say how much that'll affect immersion. Thirty frames per second is the liberal agenda. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's because Budweiser won't pull those uh, gay pride ads. That's why we get thirty frames per second. Yep. All right. Um, we uh, we do we do need to get close to wrapping up, but yeah, what else what else we gotta what else we gotta catch up on? Uh, we can just mention Reddit real quick, just you know, for those who don't know, Reddit's making changes to API access for third parties, which means popular apps like Apollo and other areas that leverage Reddit's API will have to pay tens of millions of dollars to do so. Um, this was a move that was very controversial, so most of Reddit has been dark the last two days. So you're welcome for getting all of that stuff together uh, before this uh, episode. Thanks for taking one for the team, Fu. No problem. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? They launched saying, oh, well, moderators will now have access, extended access to API for free. Well, that's not the point, right? People want to use what they use. And, you know, when you limit it like this, the community gets upset. (laughs) And the community can move things around. Reddit kind of sucked the last few days. And if it keeps up like this, like this is the forever state, I may stop using Reddit, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. try to find a new platform for things. And I think that if users continue to experience stuff like that, that that'll impact them. A lot of people make money on Reddit, like doing whatever they do. And the Apollo dev that. made, I think somebody threw out in a, a chat or um, um, one of the comments when the Apollo dev said like, so long, farewell. Um, he somebody threw out they were like you know the numbers that he just threw out he said that he's made about five million dollars um and he's been doing it for like 10 years um so five million dollars over 10 years is pretty fucking awesome but i will say that was the best way to navigate reddit if you had an iphone there was just no better way to do it so yeah i'd rather give him five million dollars than contribute to you know whatever the fuck they're, they're tightening doing. up for their IPO. They're yep. trying to limit access for, you know, uh, people that are trying to do AI crawl studies uh, across user-based text interface with high daily active users. There's a bacon lot reader. of opportunity there. Uh, like you said, did you just say bacon? Bacon Reader was the name of uh, an old 
uh, Android uh, mm-hmm. Reddit. Yep. Yeah. I used to use Alien Blue, which was then taken over by Reddit. Alien Somehow. Blue was my go-to. Yep. Um, Did this same thing happen with Tumblr? Where it's like, you know, they had to oh clean things up, so they got rid of all the porn. <laughs> and then all the users were like, okay, good. And LGBTQ yep. fanfic. And then, and, and then, then Samson rounded up all the loyal base. He, he was like, all right, guys, we're going over to Reddit. And now yep. Samson's <laughs> in the comments uh, trying to get everybody <laughs> to the next thing. <laughs> we go all right, we're corners. going back to 4chan. We're going to start our own corner of 4chan. Uh, <laughs> back yeah. to the deep, seedy depths of... Uh, it is... What was it? On the art, like Anonymous? I don't know what the... the uh, uh, R- B. It was B. Yeah. I, uh, one of my friends in college posted a picture of me on B and, uh, just uh, anonymous. Like he did it without my consent and he just posted it up there and he was like, happy birthday, uh, B. And then the top comment was like, it's a nice day to die. And I was like, what is that? I am not comfortable with, I don't even know what that means, but that doesn't sound good. And I didn't go on 4chan anymore after that. Cause I was like, this is... <laughs> This is a dark I'll, I'll corner of my, the uh, web. Yeah. You know. I want to see a picture someone took on a screenshot that's been moved over six times to different platforms because I don't want no freaking shit from there bogging down my computer or phone. A lot of a lot of gross stuff on there, technological. I do think it's yeah. worth mentioning about the Reddit thing, just to circle back, because Fu, you sort of touched on it briefly, but just if people want to know why reddit is making these changes for third-party applications to access their api it's because they're trying to probably take their ipo public and they're working with a bunch of venture capitalists that are like you need to draw more site uh, attention to your site and stop letting these other people do it my big question and you know maybe you guys have thoughts on this but why wouldn't they just say we're not going to allow third-party applications anymore. Why do this like shysty kind of like, oh, like you can still do it if you let us charge you $20 million a year to do it. We'll work with you. Like why wouldn't they just come right out and say, here's the deal. We want to make more of a profit. Um, Or they don't even have to say that. They just have to say like, we want to draw more attention. They're probably avoiding a lawsuit. That's why. How is there a lawsuit? It's their property. Nobody, they don't like third party, the third party applications don't have the right to access them. But when you say or buy the most popular ones, because it's like, I know there's like Apollo, there's because they don't make money from making users feel happy. They make money from selling data to third party, you know, people. Yes. And that's where API becomes a problem, right? You want people to be able to <laughs> limit that access and, and move forward. So if I want to know all the habits of Samsung's porn watching on Reddit, I can then open up a, a, a data analytics firm, work with VCs that work with Reddit, and then get all of that de-identified data and then re-identify it locally on my machine based on Samsung's geolocation and phone number. And then I'll be able to make some headway there. I so. see what you're saying. I don't think that explains why they couldn't be transparent with what they were trying to do. 
because their no, original message. No, I just said that to, to make sure Samsung knew what was going on. <laughs> I, think, I think we just need to make sure that Samsung is feeling like a part of this episode with us. He's here with us in spirit. He's here with us in chat. Um, yes, Dig. This is going the way of Dig. A lot of the users from Dig 15 years ago, um, Dig was basically Reddit before Reddit. Uh, they did the same thing. They tanked the site trying to make a profit off of it. Everybody moved over to Reddit. Now here we are 15 years, 10, 15 years later, and we're going through the same thing. Um, Reddit does not make money with ads. It makes money by selling your data. So having a tighter control of that data and all of the flow of information that's on there, especially when there are third parties who are very wanting and very willing to pay those numbers that they offered Apollo, makes complete sense for them to do so and they have a fiduciary obligation to do so uh, to their vcs but why lie why why say because some dumbass marketer told them this is the way to go they hired a <laughs> okay. consultant that's why that's PR that was my big question to say all of that yeah but you know that's conjecture on my part i do not speak for myself or my employer <laughs> um but yeah, nobody knows who you work for. You're just a fate. You're just I a small little. I work for Samsung. Direct all losses to Samsung. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have any complaints about our conjecture or our states of opinion, uh, please direct them to cameosdirect at gmail.com. Uh, Samsung monitors that email address. Thank you. But yes, um, you know that that is most likely what happened. They hired a consulting firm. They hired a PR firm to say, hey. You know, we surveyed some folks internally, <laughs> we surveyed some users. We don't think it's going to go over well. What do you think? Oh, pay me $100,000 and I'll tell you what you think. Here you go. Here's a hundred grand. All right. Well, you should just say that you're going to charge people more and don't just say no. So you're not the bad guy. Looks like they're just too poor to do it is the answer. So they, that's how they thought they were framing it. But, you know, people aren't stupid. So here we are. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the prominent some of the prominent subreddits are blacked out uh, through the end of today. Some of the other ones are blacked out indefinitely. Um, I can't remember. Our videos might have been one of the ones that came back and said we were originally going to do 48 hours. We're just going to go dark indefinitely. Um, and Reddit which is will a go in and un and dark them. They'll, yank, they'll yank the moderators out. But I think that's one last big thing to call out about this whole thing that I think pisses me off and a lot of the community off about this is that the moderators and the posters. Um, so somebody called out in a post that it's like social media follows a, I think it's a 90-10-1 rule where 90% of your, your visitors are lurkers 10% are active commenters and posters, and then 1% are like the people who are moderating and cleaning things up and actually like making the site usable. Um, and if you've like within that realm, that 1% is actually what's making the website be not trash content. I saw a post on there right before I stopped using it that was just a mom leaned over with her tits hanging out in front of a donkey. And it was on the front page of like our pics. And it was like my mom with a donkey. And it was like, okay, if that's what we're doing, sure. And it's getting upvotes. Oh yeah, it got so this. many yeah. because because they know that like this is just what it's gonna be. Like you're just gonna get shit like that. And it's okay, if that's what you want Reddit to be, um, f fucking fine, but like you're not gonna get 
anything beyond that. And I think that was sort of the point of that post. Um, but if you don't listen to those folks, because those are the, that one percent were the the vocal minority, but they're also the ones making the site not just a bunch of posts that maybe Samsung would be interested in, but things <laughs> that actually snuff films, yeah, things that would be yeah. like actually like beneficial to the site <laughs> overall. Um, they're the folks that were really pushing for this API open, like just like let us continue to use the tools that we're using because without these third-party applications, your shit sucks. You've given us no indication of how you're going to improve your first-party tools. So like, can you just delay this? That was the ask. They were the ask was like, can you just not do this in two weeks? They gave these developers nope. one month of of headway. And then by the time all the shit blew up, everybody was just like, can you just give them another 30, 30 to 90 days? And they were They'd just like, rather it crash and burn. Yep. That's obvious. Than not because in their mind, if it crashes and burns, they blame the users and say, well, users are unruly. This is not sustainable. Sorry. You lost yep. your money VCs. And if they don't, then they gain money because their IPO gets boosted by all these changes and all the other third party people paying the money that they need. So for them, it's a win-win. If they were to try to cater to the users from day one, they'll, you know, have to, it would just not be sustainable. So I get their perspective. It's stupid, but I get it. Right. Um, it's just like if Vince McMahon listened to every like fan opinion on how to like set up the wrestlers, like, and wins, it's like, oh man, John Cena should win everything. Look what happened there. You know, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so my concern yeah. is that it's not going to have much of an impact i'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next because it's like yeah you have some subreddits that are down indefinitely oh you just cut out like for real Did this I? time rambling Hello? yeah oh, yeah you're back. You're oh yeah back. okay so um listen the ones that i saw were only down for two days so it's like what's to stop them from just going okay and once they're good let them come back and everything will be fine right yeah. Or like you said, just replace the moderators with a scab. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Should be interesting. I think people get upset when their porn gets taken away and a lot of that's happening right now. So <laughs> we'll, and... uh, we'll see the power of it. Yep. 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 All right. Real quick. Disney, a lot of changes. There's a variety of article out there for folks who want to see. Uh, we'll post it. Actually, we don't have a place to post stuff. Just Google it. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's changes for the schedule. Uh, Secret Wars and Avengers Kang Dynasty got pushed out a year. Deadpool got moved up by six months, which is great for Deadpool fans. I think Ryan Reynolds not being able to ad-lib has drastically improved shooting time. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we've got um, a lot of... Uh, I stole that joke from Samsung, by the way. He can... I'm quoting him. Um, so he's here in spirit. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of changes and shifts in the schedule. Avatar got moved a bunch around. So if you're looking to see an X-Men movie, pulls your horses, you got eight years left. So <laughs> we ain't gonna see X-Men until we like 50 years old, man. Yeah. Wolver <laughs> Hugh Jackman could have a child and grow up, and then that could be Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. And quite frankly, I'm fine with them taking their time. Yep. They need to get some shit together before they bring it. We'll see. That's all we got, I guess. You have anything else, guys? Or that's it for me, man. Yeah. No, Same. it's been it's been a good week. Um, 
thank you all for joining in. I appreciate the participation in the chat today. We had we had some lively discussions offline. Maybe Samsung should spend every week uh, offline in the chat because we have had some some good lively discussions out there. Um, send all the pics of tits. Uh, don't send them to cameos direct at gmail.com. Send those directly to Samsung's phone number. Uh, you have that. So <laughs> please send those directly to him. Okay. Uh, reach out to me if you need his phone number. I will give it to you. Uh, thank you guys very much. Just rambling. Foo money. Uh, great conversations as always. I can't wait till next week. We'll do it all again. Same time, same place. Always. Deuces. Later. Pew, pew.